Hey, what's going on there, roast beef curtains? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation podcast here. It's 2.21 on the 14th of December, 2021. Still a very nice day. I'm getting some things done. Fucking carving wood. I just went over to this spot in North Wales, PA. A friend of a friend. Mother of a neighbor. Give me a tip on this juniper. The wind took it down. It's past freaking storm last week. End of last week. So I go over there and this after some wazing to get on friggin' the right azimuth, navigate over properly. After a little bit of wazing, I arrive and I unload my stuff and out she scurries. I'm all suited up, got my saws fired up. Very nice woman. Very nice woman. Proud grandma talking about her time with the grandkids and how good it is to see everybody and so on and so forth. Anyway, it's a nice fucking juniper. Juniper is in the cedar family of trees, so it's got that red characteristic red heart of wood in the center and I could make some really nice things with that and one of my favorite things that I've made already so I can do again is this heart okay so it's like a half a fucking uh, tree trunk and the top of it I cut it to make it look like a heart and it's got that you know that red once I hit it with some let this lady out go ahead buddy God, yeah. if I already begged the question, walking halfway out in the middle of the fucking road, woman. Heard. She waved. Okay, maybe she's not a turd. I'm sorry. Once again, all my little profanities and stuff like that—they're just for an added measure. Little accent, little motivation. Don't take any offense. So, uh, let's see. I go out, I start cutting, I exchange pleasantries with my friend there, and I start cutting this juniper. And you know, you got to cut the top of the, let's say the tree trunk's falling down. So it's horizontal to me, right? Perpendicular to me, to my cut. I take a cut on the top, I got to take a little cut on the bottom. So it'll drop off. Otherwise, when you're cutting the top of it, your saw at one point in time can get pinched as the weight and the physics of a log, you know, the cut. So um, I didn't want to lose, get my saw stuck in there. So I hit the bottom a little bit. All of a sudden this thing drops and I just kind of sat on it. Holy shit. I went down like a sack of shit. Lost my hat, lost my friggin' visor. Hit my elbow on the ground. Had to check that. That hurt a little bit. Smarted a little bit. Good thing I was all bundled up. Might have cracked my Electronon process, but everything seems to be good. She didn't want me to to do. You know, that's the thing. When somebody offers you up wood, I mean, it, it means a lot to me. But she enjoys the little creations, my creations and things. She rare uh, raving about one of the. Um, 
the fucking pinekins that I made, you know? This guy walking with a fucking weight vest on. Hard charger. Hard dick. So I go down like a sack of shit. I hope nobody saw me. And I cut this fucking thing. I, I, I get up. I immediately wipe myself off. Brush myself off. And I, I go back at it. And I took probably five, six, seven good logs. I'll, depending upon how prolific I get with these logs. I might go back for more. And I also might help her fell that tree. There's like a, a tree a little sticking up. I took one aspect of it down because you know it could be a widow maker, another windstorm or something. The base looked a little fucking rotted. I don't want somebody to you know come down our house or come down on her or whatever. So and plus she's gonna pay somebody to take that away, presumably, so they might charge her to take that tree down. Charge her a lot of money, you know, like that. Retiree on fixed income, try to help her out. Plus, she helped me out. Anyway, mission accomplished. I got a freaking load full of wood in the back of my truck, and that's precisely what I needed this time of year. Some nice red wood, some juniper, very effervescent, smells like a Christmas tree. Very brambly. There were some cool branches that I thought maybe I could make like a sign like love or maybe a fence accent or something like that. You could use it for a variety of purposes. Um, so now it's 2.30 almost. Before the school buses are roaring by. I'm going to try to get home so I can do some more work. And see my, my family but and see my dog when they get home. And finish up the rest of the day. Got some more carving to do. Got some freaking paperwork to knock out. And I got some content I want to talk about right now. All right? I've mission accomplished with the fucking wood. And that's always a good idea. That's always a wonderful thing. It always lifts my spirits when I have something to make shit with. I'm going to carve beautiful things in these fucking trees, man. I love it. Um, all right. So this is on a more serious note. I had two people recently tell me uh, the same thing. So, you know, talk to these are people that kind of like one guy is a history teacher. Another guy is, uh, you know, a veteran and still kind of works in government. And I asked him in particular, you know, what he thought about that's making shoe fits. So I said, all right, well, what do you think about Ukraine and Russia? You know, build up of troops there, all this stuff. Nobody needs that strife right now. So the one guy's like, yeah, well, it's scary, you know. If that happens, Russia goes to Ukraine. Um, it's going to be a political thing. There's not going to be a weapon fired. And I, I thought that that was an interesting thing because we have this whole mutually assured destruction where we can nuke each other. And nobody wants to do that, but nobody also wants their population taken over by a tyrannical government, you know, like the Ukraine does not want to give up. Of course, they nuke Russia. They're basically nuking themselves. So is there going to be a um, mechanical warfare? You know, that means that, or kinetic warfare, kinetic meaning movement, movement of troops, bullets flying down range, mortars going off, artillery. We really going to do that sort of thing? right on a border, you know, the, the strife, the struggle that that's going to cause in that area could be terrible. 
And he said, well, you know, that also could be, you know, that you got, um, if that, that happens, Russia goes into Ukraine, China's immediately going to take over uh, Taiwan. And he's like, and there's some things in there that we need, like, you know, they make all of our chips and things, and thinking, oh, God, you know, here we got this fucking crazy bullshit with the pandemic, all kinds of struggles like that, economic concerns, if not woes, and we got these, um, you know, Afghanistan's, people are starving over there now, because that was a big fucking battlefield, and then we, uh, we kind of leave them, and just some non-government NGOs, some non-government organizations keeping everything together up there. There's people starving. So these are the consequences of warfare. So really, is does is war hell? Hell yeah, it is. And not just the rounds going down range. This guy's a fucking penis. Where you going, you dick face? So war is hell. And people think that they, they, they automatically think of like the soldiers fighting. Yeah, that's part of war, but so is famine and your community getting fucking um, decimated and no jobs, no work, no public utilities, no power, no nothing. So that's kind of what Afghanistan's like right now. I just saw 60 Minutes on that the other day. Um, so both in both of these cases, I asked about Russia, Ukraine, that conflict, and the two men had this to say. They said, you know, uh, with this guy in, pres- in the presidency, with Biden in the presidency, he's probably half asleep, like they're really scared of Biden. And I said, this is the, this is the, the uh, punchline. At least with, you know, somebody, if you got somebody who's crazy, like Trump, you know, the, the, the other, the opposition, they're not sure what he's going to do, because he might do very impulsive very, uh, he might do something really nuts. He might bring a country to war, whereas somebody who's more of an even thinker, more of a, a cautious person, more of a sleepy Joe, are going to be like, eh, whatever, do whatever you want to do. And, you know, we got to have America be this, retain our status as a superpower, of course. You know, which we are, militarily, economically. You know, we still got it, but we're slipping. There's no doubt. But, I can't help but think which would be, which is better. Like, really, let's deliberate for a second. Which is the better scenario? You got somebody who's been in government for his entire life, like Joe Biden, who knows people, who has connections, who has some respect on both sides of the aisle. He's done a lot of things. Now, is he, he's, is he 80 years old? Yeah. You know, is he slipping a little bit, perhaps? Um, but he's not. So these men are saying that Biden is kind of... Um, he's kind of chill mode. He's kind of like weak, is what they're saying, actually. They're saying Biden is weak. Um, I think that that's the perception in a lot of people 
That's what a lot of people are thinking, that he's old and feeble and weak. He's weak himself. He's not a very brash individual. He doesn't make, he's not the type to threaten people or necessarily, you know, bring a country to war, even though he was vice president during war circumstances and has experience in that arena, right? So Biden is weak, but if we had the crazy guy in office, that would be a good thing because then people would be scared because he's unpredictable. You have no idea what he's going to do. And that's true. And I understand what you're talking about. Like we've all had, you know, back in the school day time period where we had people who, you know, there were the bullies or that kid who was just so tough. He was fighting all the time. He was, might have been a little kid, but scrappy, and he would just do, he was unpredictable. He would beat the shit out of you. He, he would beat the shit out of the biggest, toughest kids, toughest quote-unquote kids in the schoolyard. And so nobody fucked with that person. They had a reputation. And they fight, fought a lot, so they knew how to fight. Was it good to know that person? And I knew a lot of people like that friends with a lot of people who were fucking ass kickers. They would not hesitate to fight. Yeah, it's good to know that type of person. It's good to be that type of person under certain circumstances. But you also need to be cautious. Those people don't always last. Okay? They don't always make the best decisions. And this is not a schoolyard. This is the world stage right now. So I'm all about people who think before they shoot and get involved in things. And also, we're back assuming that these little figureheads that we have, these little action figures of Biden and Trump and Obama and Reagan or whoever the fuck, Bush, that it means so much. You know, you think that world leaders, like somebody like Putin, you think that he didn't have a certain opinion of Trump, like, wow, this guy's fucking Looney Tunes, and he's all over my dick, and his own country, a good percent of the population hates him, you know, I can use this, I can manipulate him, and he did. So, we need the crazy guy as the assertion, wow, it'd be great if we had a crazy guy in the, um, in the presidency right now. Well, what if the crazy guy during peacetime, what if he's still crazy? What if he loses an election and says that it was it was all fraudulent, his loss? He's a sore loser, right? And so then he incites a riot and he, he invites his voters and his supporters to come to the Capitol building and prevent the... Uh, the election outcome from being certified. And that's what happened. So if you're watching any of this stuff with, uh, or reading any of this stuff about January 6th and, you know, there's been a, there's been an investigation, right? There's an ongoing investigation. Most recently, there's this guy Meadows, right? Mark Meadows, who was what, the chief of staff or he was basically extremely close to Trump. And during that 
They just brought out testimony yesterday. This guy, he's he's stopped um, participating. He turned over all kinds of evidence, but then he now he is trying to save his own ass by pleading the fifth and refusing to offer his testimony. So they have the they have the evidence he provided, though the documentation and. It suggests, it's like, talk about, like, cell phone text messages and stuff like that. So during the January 6th attack on, the, on our democracy, people like Don Jr., fucking um, Hannity, Laura Ingraham, these people who were really, like, right-wing Trump supporters who were asserting as well that the election was false. The outcome was false. They're texting Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, saying, hey, you know, we need to stop. He needs to lead. He needs to stop this right now. This is this is going to kill his legacy. This is going to destroy our democracy. They were telling Trump at that moment, and, the, and anybody close to him, stop this. Tell him to speak up. Tell him to go to the Oval Office and deliver a speech. Tell these people to go home at the very least, right? Even if in the heat of that moment you agree that, okay, we're going to fight for this. You know, you won. Whatever. Everybody always thinks that they won. Right? Both teams want to win. And in elections, you can say, oh, well, it, was, it wasn't fair. I lost, but it wasn't fair. They cheated. How fucking uh, schoolyard pickup football game bullshit is that? Tag, you're it. No, you didn't get me. Right? No, you fucking lost. I tag you. You you lost the election. That's it. You know, it's about mathematics. You know, there's people who do this for a living, and everyone who's anyone, including people on the highest levels within his administration admit that the fucking election was free and fair. So he lost. And they're telling him, his own people, his own son is saying, stop this, he's got to lead, he's got to say something, he's got to tell these people to go home. So the crazy guy that we all want when the shit hits the fan, that unpredictable guy, this is what he does in peacetime. This is what he does when you try to remove him from power within his own country. All right. You don't always want the crazy guy. You don't always want the tough guy. It's ridiculous. Okay? Yeah. Y'all know me. I try to abstain from turning my attention to negative things. I try to fight the power, try to put, you know last night's podcast, you know, it's all about righting wrongs, it's all about being a good person and helping people, and that's the greatest fucking thing ever, I did tell my son, as he was climbing up the stairs last night, my buddy, the presents under the tree don't mean shit, okay, they're the icing on the cake, but your behavior, you're looking out for other people, you're being a compassionate, good human, that is the best present you can ever give us. He goes, thanks, Dad. Hey, hey, you know, I know it's COVID and everything like that, and we're all supposed to wear a mask, but, you know, like, me and my friend, 
yesterday. I said, who, Abby? He's like, yeah. Little peck. That <laughs> uh, guy's in love. Good for him. You know? You know what I'm saying? You gotta fucking be a good person, man. You gotta call you gotta call a spade a spade. Don't be a fucking liar. Alright? This is what people talk about what other what other uh, world leaders, what other uh, governments think about our, our nation. Oh, we don't care. We're the best. No. They think we're fucking laughing stock. They think we're assholes. They think that we're scumbags. Okay? They think that we're spoiled and we fucking lost our mojo. Have we? We're supposed to do what's right. We're supposed to be the greatest country in the face of the earth. Right? So, the, the mindset that we need the crazy guy, we need the, the crazy guy who's a big fucking bully who talks a great game. We're going to have him, he won't even give, he won't even admit when he lost fair and square. Now we're going to put him in commander, we're going to expect him to be our commander in chief and be fair and, and win fair and square. Why is that? Well, because war is hell and when it comes to fighting, it's all about blood. And this guy who, again, I know and love, he's like, well, you know, our, our, our woke military, what are they going to do? Our woke, like, you know, now, uh, you know, your job is to kill people. And I just think that they need to focus on that. Our job is, your job is to kill people. Okay. Do you ever serve? You know what I mean? Because killing people, while it's something that historically is, has always occurred, and human nature is to fight and defend and take what's yours and all that stuff, history is you know, full of that. Blood and guts, conquering, being conquered. This is 2021. Is that really what we, what we... Is that really... Are we going to devolve into this sort of stuff? Like when you think about war, you think about World War II, mostly it's uh, very romanticized. for How many movies we got about it, about how we won and we stormed the beaches of Normandy and look at all these sacrifice, sacrifices we were prepared to make and everybody got in line and did what they needed to do. Yeah, of course. And who wouldn't want to be part of that? The build-up to a... You know, let's go get these guys. They're doing this. They're putting people in concentration camps. They're kill- they're murdering people. We're going to fucking bring them to justice. How? By murdering them. All right, well, sometimes that's what you got to do. I'm on board for that. You know? But uh, we should always try to be diplomatic before we do that. We should always try to cooler heads prevail sort of thing. And, you know, prevent another war... Uh, that's only going to produce hardship. Of course, wars don't only produce hardship, right? They can be a stimulus to the economy. They can uh, produce, uh, among other things, innovation. They can put people to work. They can motivate people. They can take, you know, our country out of a... You know, the hole that it's in right now with the pandemic and all the frustrations, they can focus it on something. We need a villain to fight, right? I've talked about that. Even though the real villain right now is the virus and, of course, ourselves, one another. So, 
just something I've had on my mind because I think it's I'm surprised and I'm not surprised to hear commentary like this commentary um, from men who are not only I think strong on some level but also thoughtful wise experienced we want the crazy guy we want the crazy guy to lead us because the enemy doesn't know what he's thinking I agree and I disagree you know I think if the wind blows the fucking in the right way the wrong way whatever in the favor of conflict then even the sleepiest Joe Biden can become the most fucking you know they'll be praising this guy look what he did man he pulled the trigger and unleashed our you know all of our resources and he put the through he pulled the, put the freaking navy seals in there that's not talking about sleepy joe biden i guess he doesn't have he's not a fighter wasn't he in that freaking office when the, when obama decided that he was going to send uh the seal team six to go kill or capture uh, Osama bin Laden. What has Trump done on that note? You know, what is his experiences? Has any of his kids or family, have they served? He went to fucking some military school and all of a sudden he's a tough guy? It's ridiculous. Trump's a fucking asshole, all right? He is the ugly American. He does not represent you or me or any of the even people that I know many people I know who I don't necessarily agree with philosophically, politically, he ain't nothing like them. Guy's a fucking spoiled little brat who's going to offer us nothing but trouble. You want more of that? You want the crazy guy? That's what you'll get. And now the people who said that, oh, no, I can't believe it. We need this guy. He's a strong leader. We need strong we need a strong man. You got him. You had him. And look what we got. There's no pandemic, he says. There's no threat. It's all a bunch of nonsense. Now it turns out he passed the coronavirus on to other people. He went on and did uh, interviews and stuff after he'd been diagnosed with the virus. That's no big deal got 800,000 dead and more of this shit coming right people are doubting science I just shared something to that effect on uh, let's see if I can pull it up you probably saw it if you're connected to me on Facebook There it is. Irony. Using a device that transmits inordinate amounts of complex information tens of thousands of miles through thin air via antennas and satellites to convey others to others that you just don't trust science. So you're using all this high technology to communicate that you don't trust science. 
<laughs> you know, crazy. That's the world that we live in, unfortunately, right now. Also check out a little image that I posted just last night that essentially says it points out the um, the back side of the embroidery and I've talked about that Alan Watts speaks on that very eloquently uh, the back side of the embroidery what does that look like you ever look on the back of a patch or something like that it looks like hell bunch of like threads and stuff in various orientations it doesn't look pretty at all but the patch side sure looks pretty beautiful resolution beautiful design patterning and so that's each of us none of us are perfect you know and the beauty that we present at the end of a day. And let's say I make something really nice with my, with these new uh, juniper logs, a brilliant heart, or a Christmas tree, or something like that. Let's say I do that. Well, you should see what I look like, and what my saws look like, and what the whole fucking arrangement looks like in the process of that before I finish that bear or that mushroom or whatever the fuck it looks like a dump sandwich man want to see what I look like after I walk out of the gym hey what do I look like when I walk in soft little pudgy fucking bedhead morning breath I come out I'm like ah Taking my shower, fucking steaming hot to icy cold. And I walk out and I wave to everyone because I feel, wow, I feel great. Got my endorphins going, got my blood pumping. The backside of the embroidery, motherfuckers. Doing the right things. Being creative. Being kind. Thinking better. of situations not always looking for the tough guy it's so fucking typical oh we just need somebody who's really fucking strong who's really he's crazy man we need that bully from high school that he would he was five foot tall and fucking pimply faced but he would beat the shit out of everybody because he was fucking crazy well, where is that kid now I think in a lot of situations you're going to find that he's or she maybe not even alive anymore certainly not thriving because that's not something that you can a behavior that uh, will provide any endurance or continual success in life alright I'm going to go carve this wood <laughs>